This is Conversation with the Cooks, presented by Husker Sports, a monthly podcast with Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook and former All-American Lauren Cook. On this edition of Conversation with the Cooks. We've been calling and talking to them, and it's amazing the conversations that we're having. They're some of the best conversations I've ever had, especially like with our older players, just because I think they really miss this, and I think there's... They miss the connection and the talking every day. And probably there's days, you know, as an athlete, you're like, okay, last thing I want to hear is from my coach and just trying to get through the day. Well, now I think they crave it. So it's been pretty interesting seeing that. Now, here's your host, Lauren Cook. So I want to start off this episode saying two things. First being, I know we have a lot of new listeners. Just thank you to all of you who listen to each month's episode. We put a lot of work into this, but we also enjoy recording these. And we're just so thankful and appreciative to have all of you Husker fans, whether you're a volleyball fan or not, you know, tuning in and and listening to us chit chat. The second thing I want to say is I hope you all are staying healthy and in a positive mindset. I know this is a difficult time and there's a lot of negativity, but uh, I just hope that you're all doing okay and, and trying to find the positive positives in each and every day. So with that, do you have any words that you want to say? Get up each day, try to win the day. And uh, that's gotta, good. Got to keep working out, Lauren, every day. <laughs> Not just when you feel like it. You or are every... the workout police. I, I have, I, what, I haven't seen you in a couple of days and you literally, I worked out yesterday. I didn't work out today. And the first thing you asked me was, did you work out today? Yeah. You got to keep working out. I think it's really, really important to get exercise. And then, um, you know, several people I've talked to are learning something new. So trying to learn something. I learned how to Zoom. That was new for me. Now I can do Zoom calls. So I'm pretty Zoom's pumped like up Skype, about that. Yeah, FaceTime. It's, it's awesome. You got our whole family together. To, yeah. So Taylor, my brother, who's out in out in, near Jackson Hole, Wyoming, he was on the Zoom call. Then you had your mom, mm-hmm. Grandma Cook, and Doug. Mm-hmm. They were on from Idaho. Mm-hmm. And then you and mom were on from here in Lincoln, and then Jason and I were at a different. We're on from a but from a different house in Lincoln, so we had yeah. a five way call going. That was amazing. I know so. you've done a virtual happy hour with your staff. We did that last last night. Okay, uh, so my staff and our part of our performance team. We had a virtual happy hour. You did a call with your team. Yep. So it's. What I've noticed is everybody loves to connect. And on the Zoom, you can see faces. So it, it just kind of, it's uplifting. Anything else? No. Those are your words of wisdom for those the day? Are, those are my words of wisdom. Win the day, connect, and keep working try out. something new and work out. But it's also okay to take a day off. Um, yeah. You got to listen to your body. <clears throat> we don't let the virus get in the way. <laughs> okay, so this is a big month for you. Oh, why you is that, why? Lauren? <laughs> Well, it's your birthday month. Oh, I know that's you, a big month. Yeah. Oh. I know you only like to celebrate on your actual... Actually, you don't even really like birthdays. Why Why is that? Usually, like last year on my birthday, we were playing in McCook. So, But the McCook people were great because somebody told them it was my birthday. And so the night before, they all they made a huge birthday cake saying happy birthday to me. So that was that was pretty nice. Okay, so you like that, but you don't like when your family does anything for you. No. What it, What are you asking for? Anything? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Just a good meal. Okay. What What uh, meal do you want for? What's your birthday meal going to be? 
Um, I'm thinking this year. Can uh, I guess? You can guess, but you won't be right. Okay. <laughs> Go I, ahead and guess. I was going to say burgers with <laughs> coleslaw and potato salad. That's the normal, but I think this year with everything going on, I, I want to have a steak and baked potato and some good vegetables. So get a filet. What about for dessert? Uh, that is a tough one. Uh, chocolate chip cookies is always the go-to. Okay. And uh, But uh, I've been craving Mexican chocolate cake. I don't know if they still make it or you can... Oh, I guess you can go to the uh, Open Harvest. Uh, they make Mexican chocolate cake there. That'll probably be the what I request. Is there, speaking of... Unless Wendy wants to make pineapple upside down cake. That's always <laughs> really good. Um, and then... Um, carrot cake used to be on a yeah, carrot cake. Carrot cake, cake is, is really good. But uh, if she wants to make any of those, but those would be the dessert options. We, we can kind of get, as we get closer, we can, we can make a decision. Okay, well, April 19th is the big day. So give Coach Cook a tweet, send him a video, do something on social media if you're listening. <laughs> but speaking of, of baking items and desserts and sweets, tell everyone what you've done twice now within the past week, and you're very, very proud of it. You're not connecting the dots, are you? No. Your banana bread. Oh yeah. You so you have we from talked about scratch. we talked about trying something new. Yeah. So uh, I have a cookbook called Def Smith that I actually got in college, and it was the first kind of health food cookbook that came out. No sugars, no sugar. You know, processed sugar. Everything. It's a vegetarian cookbook. It's great. Anyway. So we had a bunch of bananas left over because your mom hoards bananas. And <laughs> and so I said, okay, let's make some banana bread. So I whipped out Def Smith. I mean, that's this is, you know, 30, 40-year-old book. Can you I even think. still buy it? Uh, I actually, the, our first one was falling apart, so I actually found one online. It was used, and it was pretty beat up too. So no, it's not in print anymore. So anyway, I made a banana bread uh, out of that, and it was amazing. And then I, of course, did it again today. You're proud of it. Yeah, I, lo- I love to cook. I never have time, but now with everything going on. Um, this is the first time I've ever seen you cook. Yeah, I, I like cooking. It's not the first time. Though. And I'll defend mom. She has all the bananas because Caden, your Irish wolfhound dog, loves to eat bananas. Right. He's like a monkey. Right, but I don't know. You seem like you, we get, you, you try to stock up on bananas and then they all go ripe in this like two days and then you got to do something with them so freeze them for smoothies we our freezer's already full of bananas <laughs> okay so we have to talk about this because it's going on right now the whole covid19 situation and we touched on it last episode you gave us the rundown about everything that happened how it all transpired most of the girls went home give us an update of where you're at now, where the girls are, where your staff is, how you're going to decide when everyone comes back. Uh, Just take us through all of those details. Well, everybody went home and... Did uh, Lexi make it home? Lexi made it home. And uh, so anyway, you know, everybody who flew, the flights were really empty, which is probably good. But they're slowly working their way back. They started school today online. And I think a lot of them want to be here because I just think they're in a better routine here. So they're moving back into their apartments and stuff. So they're slowly coming back. I think by the end of the week, we'll have, I think, almost everybody but one or two players back. 
they have access to tutoring here. And, you know, that's a big challenge. People, you know, nobody really talks about it, but everything goes to online now. Well, some people don't learn very well online. It's hard for them, and especially if they're not used to it. So that's going to be a real challenge for some of our players. And then we've got some players, like I was talking to Callie yesterday. She has labs. Well, labs are you're in a lab doing things. So how do you put a lab online? Did they figure out how to do that? Well, they're, they're, they're going to make attempts to it. And she told me that a couple of, a couple of them were, it was okay, but it was kind of hard. And anyway, um, so there's challenges with the academic part of this. So, so here they have access to their tutors, whether it's on Zoom. I think some of them, they can go to an area and meet with them. So that's a big thing. And then they can also get fed here. So they can't work out yet. Um, but we're hoping at some point they can start voluntarily working out uh, in our weight room. It would be very, very strict. You know, only so many people. And, we, you know, that's the goal is that they're going to be here to try to give them a place to work out. Because otherwise, where do they work out? Everything at school is closed. Then now they have to go to one of the gyms in town and pay. And, of course, you're around other people there. So it's they're, they're kind of in a no-win situation. So at some point, hopefully, we can work out where they can get back into a pretty normal routine of working out, school, eating, and, and being at home. And I just think a lot of them went home, and they're, they're ready to get back. And But we got to be careful that they don't socialize, and, and they still got to – we've been hammering in, into their heads about – maintain the protocols with wash your hands, stay away from people, don't congregate. And, and when you go to the store and everything, be careful, wash your hands. So talking to them, it sounds like they really get it. They're able to, I don't hear anybody saying, oh yeah, okay, whatever. You know, they do that a lot during volleyball season or whatever the rest of the year, but I haven't heard anybody say that. And, uh, um, and, and I'll have some more interesting observations if we have time to share them. Do you want to share them right now? Well, no, you keep going and then okay. we'll see if they come up. So I have a couple questions. One, how are they, they were all traveling or most of them were, there were, there were some who stayed here in Nebraska because their families were here in Nebraska, but when they're coming back from traveling, how do you know that they're not bringing anything back with them and exposing it to others? You know, maybe they're meeting with a tutor or maybe they're going to the training table. I mean, how are they keeping those areas, you know, safe and clean and sanitized? Yeah. Well, the university's all over that. So they're disaffecting, and that's what they're doing. There's only a couple. They can go get pickup food. I think there's going to be an area they can go to. I don't know for sure, but I've heard they're trying to create an area to go to to study, which will be and it'll be cleaned all the time. Um, and they have like when you go in to pick up your food, you have to go through this area and put the stuff on your hands to clean your hands and desanitize your hands before they'll let you pick it up. So university's all over it, and they have all the all the protocols in to help with that. There are uh, a couple of them who have been in hotspots. We're asking them. I think they're being asked to kind of self-quarantine or isolate until either they can get tested or they've spent enough time. So, um, we'll again, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I think it's all a work in progress right now to figure out how they're going to do this and, and bring the athletes that want to be here back. So you didn't tell the girls, you know, hey, you have to come back. We want you here. It was just the decision is in your court you choose if you want to come back or not? I've sent probably in my 20 years at Nebraska less than five emails to parents. And we sent an email to the parents over the weekend saying, here's kind of what's happening. Uh, here's what we're working towards. 
and you, you, you get to just, I mean, you make the decision where you want your daughter and we're totally supportive. So if, if somebody wants to stay home and their parents want them home, then great, stay home. And we'll just have to do the best workout you can. But the problem is like I was, again, I was talking to Callie, you know, she, her dad's a principal at a school, high school. He's a coach and everything's shut down. So she can't even go to the track and work out, which she loves to do. So she has no place to work out and her dad's a principal. So, you know, that's why I think these guys want to get back here because they feel like they're just, you know, they're not making any progress and they're used to going, you know, many days, twice a day. But you said they're not allowed in the Nebraska weight room. So how are you going to... That's what we're working on. We're going to try to work, we're working towards that. Now, April 6th is kind of the magic date that the Big Ten said. Uh, or, or the university said, or our athletic department said, we're kind of shutting everything down until April 6th and reevaluate from there. So hopefully by the time we get to next week, we've got a plan on how to integrate them back in and um, safely. But you still wouldn't be able to practice in the gym. No. It would just be lifting, conditioning, and then doing their schoolwork. It's, just, it's be able to go in and use the weight room supervised by Brian. No, no coaches, no nothing. The only thing we can do is two hours of virtual video, which I don't even know. I mean, to me, the cost-benefit ratio there is not worth it. Um, now, I will say we, we are going to give them three video assignments, and we just passed out the first one this week, today. They're gonna, we have, they have questions they have to answer by watching a match. We just want to try to keep their wheels turning on volleyball. So we're going to do that three times. This is week one. We'll probably... Week two might be in another two weeks, and then week three, just to keep them thinking about it. So that's one thing that we're doing, and then we're going to try to zoom and stay connected every week. So one thing I've I've discovered through all this is I've had some of the best conversations with our players via phone or uh, the Zoom. It's hard to communicate because you got you know twelve players, our performance team on there. Uh, the coaches. So there's a lot of people on there. So it's hard to carry on. It's more of just about information and here's what's happening. Do you have any questions? You know, here's what we get about. But we've been calling and talking to them and it's amazing the conversations that we're having. There's some of the best conversations I've ever had, especially like with our older players, just because I think they really miss this. And I think there's they miss the connection and the talking every day. And probably there's days, you know, as an athlete, you're like, okay, last thing I want to hear is from my coach and just trying to get through the day. Well, now I think they crave it. So it's been pretty interesting seeing that. And they've created some accountability partners on their own. Uh, so for example, if you and I were accountability partners, I got to make sure you're doing your workouts best you can and staying on top of your grades and you're doing the same for me. So they, they help set that up. So those are some of the things we're doing. So out of the situation, there's kind of, there's some growth and some good things that can come out of it. I had someone reach out to me on Twitter asking how this affected past players, past Huskers who were playing overseas. I know Michaela Fecky was in Italy. I believe Amber Rolfson was in Italy as well. Uh, you had Kelsey Robinson in Turkey. I'm not sure where Jordan Larson was playing, but I know she was. I think she was somewhere overseas. Maybe have you talked to any of them? how did they deal with all this? Are they back home now? Do you know any of those answers? Yes, I've talked to all of them. So Jordan uh, actually was in China. She was in Shanghai, but she left in January. And actually the day that she got back here was the day the news broke that this virus was 
circulating in Wuhan, China. Did she leave early or their that se- was the yeah. season was over? Yeah, so their season ends in January there because they want to start getting ready for the Olympics. So she lucked out because she was very lucky. And she she didn't know anything about it till she got back. Wow. The day she got back is when she first heard about it. So that was Jordan. Then we had Amber in Italy um, and Michaela in Italy. Michaela, as of today, is still in quarantine at home in Iowa. Amber got out two days ago. So they they Amber got out right before the president said no more flights coming from Italy. She got out that day. So she didn't leave Italy two days ago. She's this was this well, was two weeks ago. Yeah, two she's weeks now ago. out of quarantine. Yeah, she's out okay, of quarantine. Okay, but she's in o- Omaha. Or- Somewhere in Nebraska, yeah, wherever. If you follow her on lives. social media, you'll see she got out of quarantine. I don't. Know, I think she went to Starbucks or something. And Michaela was a week behind, okay. so she's still in self quarantine. Uh, Katie was in Germany. She came back, I think, the same day as Amber, or the, or the day after. Of course, Germany there was no restrictions, but her mom and the health department and Papillion said we want them to self quarantine. So they both self quarantined. Michaela's still in self-quarantine, and then Kelsey Robinson just got back about a week ago from Turkey. I don't know if she's self-quarantined or not. I think not. she is. Okay. I did see. Okay. See that on so, social media. So I never asked her if she had to self-quarantine. I just I assumed probably she would, but she got she was getting very stressed. I was because you know her fiance Brian, who's your cousin, my nephew, was back in California. So she was there by herself as all this is blowing up in Europe and the whole Italy thing. And and talking with uh, Amber and Michaela, I think they were pretty... Michaela had her husband with her, so that was great. But I think Amber was pretty stressed out about this whole thing. And and they were trying to get out of their contracts and get their teams to release. And the teams weren't deciding whether they're going to cancel the season or they canceled it for a month, so they wanted them to stay. Well, you can imagine... All this is going down, and Italy's the worst place in the world, probably, and and they're just trying to get the heck out of there. So there was a lot of going back and forth with lawyers and agents, and uh, but they all got out, which is great. And then the other one was Justine was in Germany. I think she came back same time as Katie. So so did all of their seasons get canceled? Yes, all okay. the seasons are canceled. So. And were they all released from their contracts? I, th- I believe so. I didn't I didn't go into details and all that with them, but. Um, but everyone's safe. Yeah, everybody's um, back here. So, and Andy Malloy was the other one. She was in Spain, and she got out. Uh, I actually, she called me about a week ago, and she had just got out of quarantine. Who's now? She now has a different last yeah, name. Yeah, she has her. Uh, yeah, I don't know what her. I don't know what it is either. Yeah. But she did. She got married. Yeah. So she was in Spain. Loving was her it. husband with her as well? Uh, he no. He actually works at the MD Anderson Center in Houston. He's doing research and stuff there. So, I think he's trying to get into med school. So he was back. I think he was there for part time. But then I think during the school year he's here. So lots of moving parts, and it's crazy world. And these guys are, you know, they're they're trying to be professional volleyball players, but obviously this threw everything. Out of whack. I can't imagine having to deal with that yeah. while playing overseas. All right. Well, that's enough of the coronavirus updates. We're going to get into two topics that you brought up on the last episode. The first one being the coaching program that you're trying to formulate uh, through the university with, I believe, the help of Ronnie Green. Mm-hmm. Is anyone else helping you with that? Well, the um, the dean of the School of Education. Okay. Where So 
tell us your vision for that and where you're at in the planning process. I think you're still in the early stages, but where you see that going, if you're able to share that. Well, I always ask our players, what do, what do you want to do after you're finished playing? You know, what, what's your career goal? What do you want to, you know, what, what's your dream? And so many of them say, I want to be a coach. And obviously, Kayla, Lindsay, Danny, Kelly, well, we can just go down the list. I mean, Lizzie uh, Stemke Lizzie, was another yeah. one. She coached her at Wisconsin. Right. And just look at all the players that are coaching. I mean, Paige, your your buddy yeah. Paige, Paige is Hubble. coaching. I mean, if I sit here and think about it, look how many of our players have gone into coaching. So uh, Maggie Griffin's running a club, you know, with 900 kids. And uh, that's a really tough deal. You know, she just, they just finished their new facility. Pretty much the day everything locked down was the day they released it, March 19th. And really feel bad for her. But anyway, so, but how do you get educated on coaching? And so I brought Sherry in, our dean of, head of the dean of the School of Education, and Ronnie Green into our meeting room on the whiteboard. And I drew up coach and I circled it. And then I put the antennas going out to all the things that a coach has to do. They have to be a strength coach. They have to know about nutrition. They have to know about training. They have to know about movement, stretching, recovery, sleep. Uh, they have to know how to deal with parents. They have to know uh, uh, you know, legal things. They have to be able to do a budget. Well, look at all the hats that a coach has. To, they have to be a psychologist sometimes, you know, if you don't have access to all that. So, you know, how, how do you learn how to do all that as a coach? You, there's no place to get trained. So I explained to them, like, we got all these. And if, it, if I have a third or fourth of my team or half my team wants to be coaches, how many is that? How many other athletes on other teams want to be coaches? It's got to be a pretty high percentage. And so, anyway, we talked about creating a program where they could either get an undergraduate degree or a master's degree in coaching. And I don't know what it would be called, but they were super excited. And now, unfortunately, with everything going on, I'm sure that's been put on the back burner. But it, it's it would be a dream of mine to have a, a coaching degree. You can go be a coach. And say, I want to be a coach, and I want to get trained to be a coach. And I even volunteer to teach a class if they do it. Bring back your old teaching days. Oh, yeah. I still have, Lauren, I still have some of my, my books when I got my master's still up here I've saved. Wow. What was your master's in? So my master's was at San Diego State. It was one of the first programs. It was technically kind of a sports psych program, but it was actually called Masters of Teaching and Coaching Effectiveness. So it was through the teacher's college, but... Notice what I just said, teaching and coaching effectiveness. So it was all about studying performance. And again, sports psychology was very minimal back then. Athletic medicine was very minimal back then. But we, the the guy who was the lead professor in the whole thing was actually a, an Olympic coach from Australia who was way ahead of everybody. So I really lucked out and got some tremendous education um, from world-class people at the time. Now, you know, now there's all over the world, but um, it, was, it was pretty lucky, but that's what it was called. I think that's a great idea to have that at Nebraska. And I mean, it's hard to get into the coaching world. So if you offer, you know, an undergrad or a master or graduate program where girls and, and boys, guys who want to be coaches, I mean, if they could go through that, maybe that helps them get into the coaching world because you know sometimes it's they're looking for experience and that's that's tough to get when you're spending your college days playing yeah i i agree with you and then the other part of it is 
I see so many coaches getting out. They get burned out. The parents run them out. They're not prepared to handle all this, and they just say, this is nuts. And we're seeing a lot of older coaches getting out now because of the demands. It's not what it used to be. They, they work, they'll work hard coaching. It's just all the other stuff they have to deal with, and they're getting out. So I'm worried that we're going to have this big void in Nebraska, especially who's going to coach the next generation. That's a good point. Okay, so the other topic was Big Ten scheduling. And I haven't seen your schedule come out yet. You're giving me a smirk. It's, I know it's probably a little delayed. Some things are probably changing. Give us the details on how the Big Ten comes up with a schedule. And then also, have you heard any, any updates on, are you playing 18 games? Are you playing 19 games, 20 games? Have they finalized the Big Ten schedule? Uh, do you know anything or can you share anything? So we met in January as coaches and we proposed, it was actually my proposal, some coaches want to reduce our schedules, so we uh, and so they want to play 18. Some want to play 16. Some want to play 20. We never have a true where we play everybody twice because we have you'd have to play 28 matches. So we just don't have that many matches to play. So in trying to determine a true champion, you're trying you know 20 matches is 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 about as good as we can get. Football's added more. Basketball's playing 20 games now. Um, I think the women play 18. But anyway, there's a lot of coaches that don't like that, so they want to reduce down. So anyway, after hours and years of arguing, I came up with a, a proposal of, okay, we'll play 18 matches. So that's that created a happiness for all the people that wanted to play a little less conference matches because our conference is so dang tough. But then we'll have a one-match playoff on Thanksgiving weekend, we'll go to Chicago, for example. And actually, the Big Ten wanted to bring it to Omaha because Omaha was ready for it because we're hosting the Final Four. And, you know, people in the United Center in Chicago and those places, they're like, okay, we're never done volleyball. We can't even know how to set up. We don't know how to set up a volleyball court in the United Center and some of these other arenas in Chicago. So long story short, we come up with this unanimous vote. All the coaches love it. We're going to play 18 matches, so for nine weeks, the last week you play one match, and number one plays number two in the conference, three plays four, five plays six. So you're playing somebody that you're finished very close with. Even the 13th and 14th place teams are going to play. You know, Somebody's going to end their season on a winning note. So to me, it's a win-win. We go have a nice banquet. We give out awards. They get gifts. We're the only sport that doesn't have a tournament in the Big Ten. How about that? A good trivia question. So anyway, we get all this worked out. It's great. The ADs uh, go to vote on it, and they say, okay, why are we doing this? Why are we going to move our tournament around? Uh, I mean, why are we going to go somewhere and play and have a one-match tournament? You know, they're used to the basketball where you go play four or five games. So they voted it down, said we just want to do 20. So then we had another coaches meeting, went back and forth. Then the, then the senior women's administrators take it from there. And then they were supposed to vote on it at the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament, but that got canceled, so the vote never happened. So as of right now, they, by tomorrow, they have to put in their vote for either 19 or 20 games. Then the Big Ten's going to say, okay, yes, or okay, no. I think the vote will be split half and half, like, you know, seven and seven or six and eight. So um, anyway... They'll have to make a decision whether we play eighteen or nineteen or twenty or eighteen, whatever the whatever the SMCs vote on, 
and then we probably won't get our Big Ten schedule till May. Because once they decide how many matches we're playing, now they got to go figure out how do you create a schedule. Well, and that's my question is, if you're, let's say they do decide on 18, only 18 matches, how do you make that fair? It's not. Because <laughs> it's never going to be you fair. You could, Nebraska might have to play Penn State twice, Minnesota twice, Wisconsin twice, but Wisconsin doesn't have to, you know, doesn't have to play Penn State twice, doesn't have to play Minnesota twice, doesn't have to play you guys twice, has to play, you know, Rutgers, Northwestern, some of those lower teams that are in the Big Ten. Yeah, it all comes down to whoever makes a schedule in the Big Ten. So, you Is know, that random? Does a computer do it, generate yeah, all of it? It's a computer, and they put in certain things. Um, obviously, we have travel partners, and we play. We're the only sport that plays back-to-back and travels. Only sport in the country that does that. So what we what we have to do is, okay, you can't play Penn State on a Friday night and then fly to Minnesota and play them on a Saturday night. I mean, that's insane. So they have to put on all these parameters like, okay, if you go play Penn State on the road, you're going to have to either play Rutgers, Ohio State the next night. A school that's close, yeah, close yeah. by. And if you come to Nebraska, you're either going to have to go to Minnesota, Iowa, I mean somewhere close because otherwise you're flying all night to go to the next stop. It's, it's nuts. It already is nuts how we do it. So th- they have to put all that in. Then they try to work around football games because you can't get hotels if there's a football game. So that's a big issue. So they put all these formulas in there, and a computer tries to make it fair schedule, but it's never fair. Now I see why you want to move volleyball to spring. Absolutely. It all makes sense. Yeah, And actually with this COVID virus deal, there's, there, there's actually a proposal out there to move football and volleyball to the spring and have the spring sports play in the fall this year. But Do you think that will happen? No, no. No. I don't know what will happen, but some people were proposing that. Because then they just granted today, they just granted the spring sports get another year of eligibility. So what they could do is come and play in the fall and then graduate in December. And then, you know, so maybe for a year we flip-flop everything and then put it back on or see how it goes. Let me ask you a hypothetical. Let's say all of this was happening in the fall and you're, you had some seniors on the team and those seniors were granted another year what would you do? Because you have you have to worry about your incoming freshman class. Right. So you would be it would be affecting your twenty twenty one class. But then you also have, you know, a great senior class with Lauren Stiverins and Jazz Sweet. Yeah. So what would um, Lexi's son, what would you do? Well here here's the issue. We're we're what's called a headcount sport. So we get one scholarship per player. We get twelve twelve. So you you can't split them up. Baseball, you get to split them up. So they have so many scholarships and they divide them up amongst the guys i think softball is a headcount sport like we are track is split them all up so the problem is when if, if you if you grant them an, another year of eligibility what do you do with the scholarships now it's going to be up to the school and the coach to decide right so if our senior class all wanted to stay another year great but we already promised scholarships to those freshmen. So the seniors may have the chance to stay and not be on scholarship. So that's what you would it's, offer It's going to create a mess. It, so what I'm asking what you would do. Would you say to your seniors, you guys can stay, but I don't have money for you? Probably that's what we would do. Yeah, that's probably, probably what we would have to do. And then they would have to make the decision. And probably with volleyball, most of them probably would probably opt to move on, go play pro 
move on and because i mean they're if they graduated maybe some would stay for another year but i mean it's a really really tough predicament i think they should have just said that's it and you know we got to move on i mean look how many high school kids are missing their senior year i don't think they're going to grant high school kids another year to come back that's a good point yeah and a lot a lot of a lot of them may not want to come back because maybe they're moving on to play pro they've got jobs they're, they want to go into a master's program. So every I think it's going to be unique for each person, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how that works. Tough situation for not only the athletes, but now the coaches. Yeah, and it's also going to be a big financial burden because if a lot of them want to stay again, whether they're on scholarship or not, uh, you still are paying for meals, travel, hotels. You can have a big roster. I mean, it's... It's going to create a lot of problems. All right. Well, we're to the end of this episode. Okay. So it's time for your favorites, cook confession and cook lessons. Yeah, I and hate this. I know you do. But listen, I have to tell you this. And I'm going to show you after we're done on Twitter. So many people responded and said, because we asked fans or people, listeners, people who listen to this podcast, uh, if we should keep confessions or lessons, because you always complain about how much you hate it. And Every single person said to keep them, that they look forward to listening to our confessions and lessons. So we can't get rid of them. Otherwise, you're going to be disappointing Husker Nation. Okay, Okay? so I'll start like always. Uh, My confession is I snuck out of the house multiple times while I was in high school. You caught me once. I don't ever want to hear this or your mom wants to hear it. You caught me once. but I'm through the nightmares of when (laughs) you were growing up. You and mom gave me... a really early curfew. So I would just sneak back out to hang out with my friends who had later curfews and we had a walkout basement. So it was uh, super easy. But once I got caught, you guys finally installed an alarm system, but it happened more than once. So I'm oh. finally coming clean. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> They're, your friends are lucky they didn't get shot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. And my cook lesson is uh, the journey is the reward. And I think you can relate to this because you always talk about how much you enjoy the building process through each season and the process that has to take place in order for you to be and you and your program and your teams to be successful. Um, and that's why you continue to coach year after year is is because of the process and, and that journey that you have to go on. So the journey is the reward, not the oh, not the end okay. destination. Wow, Lauren, that's that's, that's deep. It's really deep. Yeah. Okay, I can't so, even think of anything now after that. Oh, stop it. What do you have? Okay, so my, what is it? Confession and... Lesson. Lesson. So the lesson is for what, everything we're going through right now is, is it's, it's a great mental training to be a great athlete. And the training is, you know, we talk about uh, every day we're trying to win the next point. We're trying to win the next drill. We're just focused on the next play. Well, I think with this... Uh, everything going on in the world right now and everything shut down, I think it's even more important that they have the mindset to do that. And so we talk about win the day. So t- all you have to don't worry about what's going to happen next week, tomorrow. Just worry about what we talk about in the fall is winning the next drill, winning the next point. You're going to win today and, and get up and get a plan on how you're going to win. So I've been really pumped by that, about that. And I've been sharing it with as many people as I can and with kids and uh, recruits and our incoming recruits like get up and win today so how do you win today you know what, what workout are you going to do you, how hard are you going to study you going to try something new bake 
whatever it is, play the guitar or something, or you're just going to watch 19 shows of Netflix of something, you know, and waste the day. You don't do that, do you, Lauren? Some days. Oh, you do. Yeah. So that, let's get that confession out. <laughs> I, if I, wa- I only watch Netflix if I'm working out on the bike. Okay, is that a confession? No. Okay. You watch Netflix. When you had your hip surgery, you were watching I watched like eight one, hours of no, I Netflix. No, I was reading. And I watched one episode at a time of The Last Kingdom. Okay. We'll have to go through our favorite Netflix shows. One episode on the, a night. Okay. That, okay. I didn't... We. As soon as it started saying play the next episode, I clicked it off. You're so full of it. I'm not. No, we. your mom and I made... We only did one episode. We'll bring her on. You did more than one. You even told me you did more than one episode because no. you were you said that oh that episode was so good we just had to start another no, one but we 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 waited till the next day bs nope okay confession uh on a side note though we will go through our favorite ne- netflix shows maybe on the next episode that's a good idea okay confession um let's see lauren oh well this this was a first so this actually happened today so I went, I went down to work out, do my weight routine at the university. So you're allowed in the workout room. Well. But no one else is. Nobody's allowed in there. But I have a key to get in. And there's nobody there. So I, I, I work out. But I have hand sanitizer and everything. And so anyway, um, a few weeks ago, we had some gelato from Whole Foods. Your mom got. I don't know what it was for, but we got it. Anyway. I, I never eat ice cream. Anyway, one night, I think, I don't know if you were over or not, but we had gelato on some. Oh, you guys made an apple pie. That was it. Yep. Made an apple pie, and I put gelato on the apple pie. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. So today, <laughs> on the way home um, from working out, I stopped at Whole Foods to pick up some stuff for your mom. And I'm got, I'm in the chuck. So I got kale. I got spinach. I got all this stuff. And so I'm checking out, and I tell the checkout girl, I go, I just forgot one thing. Can will you hold on a minute? And of course, there's nobody there. So I'm like the only person basically checking out. And she goes, oh, yeah, t- go get it. So I ran back and got two things of gelato. <laughs> so anyway, I've never bought gelato before, and uh, so that's my confession. Two things of gelato. Vanilla, Madagascar vanilla were Madagascar, when I taught geography, Madagascar leads the world in vanilla production. Wow. And um, and then um, Mediterranean mint, which is chocolate chip mint, basically. It is, I don't know what's the difference on gelato, but it's so good. Haven't you been to Italy? Yeah, but I, don't, I never ate gelato there. I don't remember. What? I don't remember. Who doesn't go to Italy and have gelato? Well, we, like went there, we went there in the winter, so that's probably why uh, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had pizza, wine. so No but, gelato, though. No gelato. I don't remember eating gelato. So chocolate chip cookies and gelato, that's the way to your heart. Well, right now the gelato thing is, is yeah, gelato is pretty good. And that's why you work out, so you can eat cookies <laughs> and gelato. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this month's Conversation with the Cooks. Do you have any last words? No, just looking forward to the next podcast and next uh, episode. Episode, and um, I just think uh, you know, like everybody says, we have to stick together, and this is a tough time, and who knows what's going to happen. But I just know um, Nebraska is doing everything we can 
to make sure we have a season this fall and and people got to listen and our players got to listen to all this and uh anyway i i the other thing i think lauren i think i said this last time is i just think once we get back into sports at nebraska the pent-up demand the the appreciation for the athletes the sport i mean we're just all going to appreciate it so much more and um so this is making us realize how important Husker sports really are to us. And, and uh, it's, uh, you know, I think everybody misses it. You're so wise and you're, you're just going to be another year wiser next time we talk to you. So how old are you, how old are you going to be? I don't know, Lauren. All I know you is the old, older you get, the harder you got to work out. That's all I know. Remember that so when, you you're taking day, when you're taking days off. So you can eat the cookies and gelato. I don't eat cookies and gelato, yeah, so that's why I don't I need to work out. I don't take days off. <laughs> all right. Well, happy early birthday. And oh, okay. Thank you. We'll talk to you all next month. Go Big Red. Conversation with the Cooks is presented by Husker Sports, featuring Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook and former All-American Lauren Cook. Project manager is Michael Zorb. Edited by Josh Hilkeman. Sound designed by Brett Whitty. Voiceover by Mike Elliott. Cover art provided by Sam Noonan. To find other Husker Sports podcasts, subscribe to the Husker Sports Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Or listen and find out more at huskers.com slash podcasts.